Hello and welcome to Doing Time, where <laughs> humans talk about their experiences in a psych ward. Today we have Chicago comedian slash North Carolina Maddie Weiner. Welcome. Hello. How are Hi, you? Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> how are you? Good. Good. Um, so usually I ask people like first question is how much time have you done? I have uh, 30 minutes and a couple of hours. Yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah. uh, I've never actually been in a psych ward. Yeah. But I think we agreed to have me on here because I have. Uh, there's maybe some reasons I could have been. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, so zero minutes. Yeah, but and psych ward yeah, Jason also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I want to talk about those times too. I always kind of like to hear um, why people like weren't in one, but like got yeah. close, like you said, and then like what led them there, and then how they stopped it, mm. or like should have been in one, but what I don't know. So like, yeah. yeah. So go into like that maybe. Whatever you're comfortable sharing with also. Yeah, like maybe, for sure. yeah. I think the times that I've gotten closest to like actually being like, oh, maybe I should be in a place is like when I've, like there were a couple, maybe like two or three periods in my life where I was having like really regular panic attacks. Oh, wow. And they would get like, like, like every night or even like a couple times a day. And they were like so bad that I was like, I literally don't know what, to, I was like, I need to go to a hospital. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I would have that feeling of like, I need this feeling to stop. Mm-hmm. Nothing I'm doing is calming me down. Right. And like, you know, I, like, I, I don't know. I need, like, someone to just, like, inject me with something that's going to stop. Like, I no, did, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I know. Like, oh, I'm scared of, like, 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 not that I, I don't know, not that I would, like, hurt myself or something, but to just, like, I felt so, like, out of control and scared that I was, like, I need someone to, like, take care of me or, like, you know right. what I mean? Like, I, yeah, like, supervision. But then usually yeah. when that feeling happened was, like, the peak of the panic attack, and I would kind of mm-hmm. come down from it, and it would be, like, just manageable. But if that had kept happening for, like, a couple more weeks, I probably would have, like, talked to someone about, like, Gotcha. But I'm like lucky that I have like a good like support system, and so I would like tell my parents when that happened, and they would kind of like talk me about it, and like they would, you know, I'm sure if I had said like I think I need to go somewhere, they would have been like totally supportive of it. Yeah. But kind of being able to say that out loud to them made me feel like I had this like. I think part of the thing with like with panic attacks too, for me at least, or like anxiety is like I don't trust my own instincts. Yeah. So having someone else look at me and not discredit what I'm feeling, but go, hey, you're fine. Mm -hmm. Not like not like oh, you're not feeling what you're feeling. Like, validate right. it, but still be like, like, you know, you don't need to be scared. Like, I'm looking at you, you look normal, like, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay kind of a thing. Yeah. So, I don't know, I think having that helped. Yeah, no, that's, well, that's the whole thing, is having a good support system. Because yeah. I think a lot of people, too, uh, one of my really good friends doesn't want to go to therapy, and I understand the perspective, um, because he's like, I have friends. And I, sometimes I can't even argue with that, because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, we are here for you, and I get it. And, like, that's a big thing. And then also I think when you're having a panic attack, having somebody there that, like, literally just, like, is there as a physical being, like, not even, like, trying to solve it is really helpful. Totally. And I think also, like, therapy has, like, saved my life. Not that if I didn't have it, I would not be alive. But more that, like, if I didn't have it, I would not be living, like, a good life. Yeah. So when you were having, like, regular panic attacks, were you seeing a therapist? Yeah, I started seeing a therapist in eighth grade. Okay. Because that's kind of when everything really... I've been having panic attacks since I was in, like, first grade is the oh earliest one I remember. Wow. But, um, yeah, but I, uh, but in eighth grade, I had a period where my mental health got, like, really bad. And so that's when I, like, started seeing a therapist and, like, got on medication. Wait, but before we say that, can I... Yeah. Can I say something else when you were saying, like, like, oh, I don't need a therapy. Like, I yeah. have friends. And, like, like, I totally get that there's, like, stigmas around therapy and stuff. But I also think, like, like using your friends as a therapist can put a lot of strain on the relationship. I hope yeah. that's like a problematic way to phrase that because like, no, obviously I get that. if yeah. someone's having issues, they should mm-hmm. like 
like your friends are your support system and you should feel like you can talk to me about anything but at the same time like like having that support system in your friends and also going to therapy yeah. is like because I don't know I think it just can put like undue stress on them and also like one of the good things about a therapist is you're like not tied up in all these like complicated like oh but what do they think of me or yep. how is it going to change mm-hmm. the future it's like there are no strings attached there you don't have to worry about them judging you right like, you really can vent to them and it'll give you like a more objective view. Like you're not gonna hear what they say through like a biased lens of like, right. oh well she's just getting back at me for that time to be blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like Right. So No, yeah. I get that. And I, sometimes when I go to my therapist, I like I I think or before I go, I'm like, I have my friends, like I could talk to them. Mm-hmm. But then when I go to my therapist, I'm like, Oh no, like this is nice to talk to somebody who like and also it's nice because like sometimes your friends aren't there physically like sometimes when you call them they don't answer like they can't text you back right away when you're having panic attack you don't really want to like bother them but it's like when you talk to a therapist like that's their job yeah so like they can help you through that and then also I've been to like um like parent like I've gone with my parents to therapy um which like I mean now I mean didn't help but like (laughs) but like it helped in the moment and I definitely think it's Mm -hmm. helpful to like hear both sides to every story and not it's a a mediator it's a mediator it's it's it's, also when you go to a therapist too you might realize how much you end up talking about your friends to the therapist (laughs) so much oh i could have told you that exactly also um there's also the thing if you never have to worry if you're being like an imposition on them or something you know exactly like you can really and yeah and there probably are things that you oh that's what i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say is that it also is a medical issue you know and there's a reason that and i'm not trying to be like I don't know. Like, I totally get why people would be, like, hesitant to go to therapy. No, but you're pro-therapy. Like, I get, yeah. yeah, I'm very pro-therapy because, like, I think, yeah, it is, like, a medical thing. And, like, there's a reason that people spend years of their lives, like, training to become a therapist. Because it's not something that your friends can do, like, sufficiently. Like, having a good support system in your friends is, like, so important. But when it comes to something that's, like, affecting your quality of life, Mm -hmm. like, there are people who are better equipped to, like, give you, like, actual solutions. Yeah, of course. And it's also, you know, let's say, for example, somebody with, like, borderline personality disorder or really, really, really bad, like, OCD, they can almost wrap uh, you into the conversation as if, like, you can almost manipulate yeah, them. Totally. Like, oh, no, this person hates me or this person does this, and you kind of tell them. Not that to say that people, all with, people with borderline personality disorder are compulsive liars, but a lot of them, that's a symptom of it. Mm. And I've seen a lot of times what people with that can do is they sometimes um can wrap you into it and as a therapist you watch for those signs yeah. you know you're not getting wrapped into yeah, it as it a friend exactly too. and that's yeah. what i'm saying is a therapist knows what you have they have a diagnosis and they're like oh no they're saying this because of what happened yeah not because like this is true i don't know it, it's I'm just saying, i don't mean that talking to your friends about your problems will hurt them or something that you no no no, but, no but yeah it's like but it's it's, it's it becomes yeah. a long-term regular thing you know i think that's part of it is like sorry did i cut you off no no okay. you're good <laughs> this is anxiety um, yeah uh, <laughs> paranoid you always have like a thought bubble you're like what did you think of me yeah um but i think oh i think like also having a good support system in your friends is really helpful especially like initially if you're like hey i think i'm having problems and like right what i'm going through and they can kind of be like, hey, maybe you should go to therapy. Right. But if you, if you like, institute talking to your friends as, like, a long-term, that's your only outlet for it, I think that's when it becomes damaging. Yeah, I don't I, – because it's interesting, like, the level – I mean, yeah, the levels of relationships that you can kind of talk to people about. Like, I remember one time I called you crying because I was like, I feel so lonely. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I just feel like lonely is, like – not like – it was like being a female comedian and, like, being – 
not real I mean I honestly felt like a lonely Jew like I was just like <laughs> I'm in the scene alone like nobody okay. likes me it was, I'm sorry yeah. I'm smiling but it just the memory of it is so funny to me because I remember I was ice skating and I picked it up and I was like of course I'm gonna talk to you like of course I'm oh gonna yeah but it was so funny because I was just like going by these families on the ice skating rink be like no they don't understand us okay? like, <laughs> suicide is an yeah. important topic and there's like five-year-old being like it's almost Christmas <laughs> I didn't know you were ice skating that's so funny yeah. they're like childhood is so protected yeah. and then you're just like you're, the, you're like he'll text you back Drew don't worry about it really yeah fast too because getting worked up so it was like a yeah. race car like don't kill yourself like <laughs> he's like ah yeah oh my god that's great yeah I just remember that and it's like I called you about it but it's like that's the I have a line of like okay I'll call you and I'll get advice but I'm not I know when to like, and not to say like I couldn't call you all the time, but it's like I know that like I'm not gonna pick up the phone every time something is gonna be like Maddie, blah, blah, blah. because like yeah. there's a fine line between like, like it, you're never burdening someone, but sometimes like you have to put yourself first. Yeah. And so like I think it comes to that point where like sometimes I will say to somebody, like some of my friends in high school and we were we were all going through a lot of shit. I'd just be like, hey, look, I love you. Like I will always be here for you, but. I think you need professional help. Yeah. And well, I think that's the thing too is like, like, yeah, like, cause obviously like, like stuff like that, like calling, it's like, dude, that is like what friends are for. And of course. Like, but it's like, I think like, it reminds me too of like, like late middle school, early high school. I had a lot of friends who I love now. And like, I mean, I love them then too. And we like, everyone's like pretty good now, but mm -hmm. there was a kind of like toxic thing where it was like, you know, we'd all get together and they would be like, Oh, like I want to kill myself. And it's like, and it's like when that's yeah. happening, like every other day, it's like, that's when it's like I don't know what to do and also yep. I think something like that's good about therapy too is sometimes your therapists have to tell you like hard truths and they're not yep. always nice about it mm -hmm. and then and that's like for a lot of times like that's for me been the thing that's kicked me into like oh shit and if I had heard that from a friend I probably would have like shut down and not really heard it because mm -hmm. I would have been like oh they're like saying that because they're they judging me venting to them. yeah yeah from a therapist I was like oh that actually is a hard truth that I needed mm -hmm. to hear it's exactly and I think it's funny because like a lot of times I'll talk to my friends and it's it's more the when you have I've dude I've <laughs> I've had such bad colds on this podcast I'm like, I know, sorry, I'm like just like, like talking a loogie <laughs> like uh, yeah into the microphone you're fine um <laughs> but the, the the dynamic difference between a therapist and a friend I realized too is like the friends are always rallying behind you in the sense of like, if you have a bad boyfriend, they're like, fuck him. We should go fuck him up. Like, that's kind of how it was because I don't have, like, the best relationship with my dad. And I don't really talk about it on the podcast, but I will for this sake. Like, sometimes I'll come to them with a situation with him, and they'll be like, oh, that's fucking awful, dude. Like, fuck him, whatever. And I'll go to my therapist, and she's like, well, don't you think it's triggering you in this way because of what happened when you were younger in this situation? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm. And then, like, it's more like, you know when you, like, break a bone, and then, like, they really – or, like – I don't know, not break a bone, but you have something wrong going in your body and you finally figure out what it is. And it doesn't change the symptoms, but it, like, gets you more, like, closure. Yes. And yeah. It almost, like, alleviates the, it alleviates the anxiety of guessing yes. what it is, which mm -hmm. is probably, like, half the symptoms for exact, me. Exactly. Yeah. And then once I found out, oh, it's because of this, now I know what to watch out for. When my so friends like really just. It's a cathartic thing yeah. when your therapist, like helps you unpack something and you understand know. why you do something because then it, yeah. I feel like also like then it doesn't have as much power over you too. You're like, oh, this is like a chemical process happening in my brain. Yeah. I can trace it back to something and kind of like laugh at it. My therapist said something to me one time, it kind of reminds me of this where she's yeah. talking about like, like, like treat your, oh, what did she say? Like treat your anxiety 
like your younger self looking after you. Yeah, I feel like you told me that. Yeah, it's like a little kid being like, "Oh my god, what if this happened?" And instead of being like, "Oh my god, what if that does happen?" You can go, "Oh, that's so sweet that you're worried about that. I understand why you're worried about that, but like, here's why it's not an issue." And like thinking about like hugging your younger self is really like. No, dude. No, it but, helps. Yeah, and like that was like, and it doesn't work all the time. And it's not like that's never, I'm never gonna. Of course. Have to attack, but like, yeah. But that was such a nice. It's so nice to not feel like you're enemies with your anxiety. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It's hurting. It's hurting me. It's like, oh, I come from a place of sympathy when I look at it, and then it's like, it's like easier to come to terms with it and like relax and just let it roll over you. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it is like half the symptoms are just like thinking about what it is, and then once you find out, it definitely like alleviates everything i mean it's nice to it's definitely nice to talk to you like just a more professional person like i how many times do i come to you and, and i'm just like i think i'm gay maddie and like <laughs> i tell my ther- <laughs> and i tell my therapist that and she's like this is a defense mechanism what is going on i'm like it's pride month fucking support me okay and she's like <laughs> and she's like she's like no drew like i know you're she's like i'm not trying to like negate anything she's like we can come back to the gay thing later but like something's going on and then we always figure out like I'm not, and I just need, like, help in another direction. It's, like, yeah. an escape for me. There's always that, like, escape outlet that that'll just ha- – yeah. I'm oh, sorry. No, 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 no. That reminds me, too, like, for me, and uh, when I want to really clearly preface this, that I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not saying this is what everyone who has, like, who has struggled with any gender identity is going through. But yeah, yeah, me yeah. in particular, mm-hmm. me in particular <laughs> – here, folks. I, uh, <laughs> Maddie Wiener canceled on November. <laughs> but I always find that, like, not all, but a lot of the time, my gender expression and my mental health go hand in hand. Mm, really? Yeah. I okay. want to feel more masculine when I'm going through something rough mentally. Mm, like, if okay. I'm struggling mentally, I like, and it's, and then that is a weird thing too, where I'm like, oh, is this like some, is this some like way of. I don't like masking vulnerability. Like I don't know, yeah, but, mm-hmm. but I do notice that like a lot of times when I'm fed up is when I want to dress more masculinely and like really present more masculinely. There was a while in high school where I was like wearing like two sports bras, like fighting my chest and stuff, and mm. I was like, thinking about going on testosterone. And now I'm like much more comfortable being like femme and female, okay. and just being like, oh yeah, I'll just like dress more masculinely sometimes. Right. That's how I feel that day. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know, but it just reminded me about like the thing of like that's really interesting. You can like express in multiple ways and like right. I don't know. I think uh, yeah, gender identity and sexuality are like so complicated, and it's like sometimes I feel like my gender expression is like a a response to something else happening in my life, and I don't know if that's unhealthy. Do you know? Not saying that's what it is. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. But do you find okay? So I want to ask you a question about that because like, do you find like your your mental health goes you said your mental health goes hand in hand with like your expression but do you find like sometimes if for say like because because i'm just trying to relate to this and, and now i'm so paranoid that i was like every no men are all sad no. like, <laughs> and it's not all the time but it is like yeah i don't know it, it, it's yeah it feels like a trifecta of mm-hmm. like how is my mental health and like am i having sex and like am i in a good mood mm. is like Am I gonna dress more femininely or masculinely? Okay. It's almost like I feel like I need to like toughen up to like fight it. You know what I mean? Mm. So I was like, but it's also like more masculine clothes. Like, 
like cover yourself. You know what I mean? Like I dress quote unquote masculinely. I'm wearing like a big t-shirt and I'm kind of like maybe masculine is the wrong word. Maybe it's also just well, it's more masculine maybe for you. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 individual. Masculine so much as it's more like neutralizing, gotcha, hiding kind of. You know what? That's actually probably way more what it is. Is like you figured it out. (laughs) Big t-shirts or like baggier pants, and then it's like okay, I'm like less visible. I'm not being sexualized. I'm like, I'm like like an observer more. Mm, yeah, because you're sense? so cuz well, here's the thing too and I mean in, even if you just go deeper into that. That's a way to mask vulnerability because mm. if you're dressing like showy or which like there's nothing wrong with that, it's like oh, I'm comfortable with myself and I'm confident and I if somebody does come up to me and hit on me or whatever, like I'm totally fine with that. But when you're dressing like more like this, not to say people won't hit on you, but it's like you're, you're less exposed to yeah. what you know what could happen you, you don't want to draw eyes to you although exactly you know is really fucked up and interesting that i'm just realizing right this second yeah saying this is that in my head being showy and drawing attention i was equating with femininity and like mm. and like being free from like gazes is what i equated with masculinity when really i think it's more about the attention thing okay but okay I was equating those which is so interesting yeah i have a really weirdly like fucked up like idea of what femininity is like if mm. our friend Carly posted something the other day on Instagram that was like like <laughs> she's so funny so, but it was it was like she shared from someone else it was some quote about how like um it's hard to tell how much of your femininity is genuinely what you want to be and how much of it was created to satisfy expectations you think men have oh of you. 100% yeah and I hope this isn't too off topic but no. I feel like that like really contributes to mental health is like because it's literally changing who you are for other people, so it's like it makes you feel uncomfortable in your skin. It makes me feel like, you know, I don't know. No, it's I very interesting understand to that. Interact. So I was gonna ask you, okay, because I want to say two things. I was first, I was gonna ask you, do you feel like because men are more known to hide their traits and like traits in terms of like hide their emotions, hide their feelings, mm-hmm. thoughts, whatever. Um, not really thoughts. That's <laughs> that's why they're all in politics. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but <laughs> that's why ninety-five percent of them yeah. are men. Uh, <laughs> um, but they I was hide thinking. Interesting thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. About, <laughs> about the weather and fucking yeah. Um, I just thought of Harambe for some reason. Okay, <laughs> but um, no, I was gonna say, do you feel like you? are more masculine when you're trying to hide like you're trying to mask your feelings or you want to like not be vulnerable or how does how does it fluctuate like when your mental health is good are you more like quote feminine for you or like well how does that vary I don't know and now that I'm saying it too I'm like oh you're like I like did I jump way too fast into the deep end with that assertion no uh that's really interesting yeah because it is something with like hiding or being like like I don't know I think there's also like a thing of like and again this is like a fucked up view of what femininity should be but of like yeah of femininity being very like gushy and like mm-hmm. happy and I'm going to tell you about my feelings and right like and then yeah with men there is more of the expectation of like being able to ha- that's really interesting yeah I, I was just yeah no I was just wondering and then also too like I feel like all my li- I mean not all my life but most of my life I've been super conservative even before I had boobs but like mm-hmm. when I had them um they I mean they started growing like in like eighth maybe like normal time normal time not eighth grade sorry probably like fifth sixth grade and I decided obviously like last year I got a breast reduction and it helped me a lot Mm. um but I still it helped me a lot in terms of body image in terms Mm. of uh feeling less like people are looking at me even though yeah Yeah. and like I always and I never wanted to be like honestly never not even trying to be funny but like wanted to be the girl with the big tits like I just Mm. I was like I 
like hated it and I I never wanted it especially being an athlete like yeah you're it's like distracting almost and and you know I'd have to wear suits that were just like so tight and it just was so uncomfortable and I think now I'm way more comfortable with myself mm. and my body just because like I don't have this like literally and figuratively big thing weighing on me and yeah. now wow, I feel like so yeah but now I feel like I think part of the reason why I don't show my boobs and like dress slutty is because well first of all I'm really body conscious I think that's just part of like growing up as a gymnast and stuff Mm -hmm. but also I think I'm I just don't um I'm I hate being vulnerable Mm. like I don't even like I hate I like I'm very I'm a very open book about like what's happened to me but I don't really go into like oh that made me sad interesting you know like I'll be like oh this happened to me and this happened to me and it sucked I don't, my brother does this and my, my parents divorce and whatever, but I'm never like, I'm sad because that means, like, I pertain that, not saying, again, disclaimer, but I feel weak. Like, I don't want people to perceive me as weak. So I'm like, all this shit happened to me and you can process it, but I'm not going to process it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll do that with my therapist whenever, That's you know, really in like three years when I'm, you know, too late. But I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I just think I've never really been able to, just going to, just because you were talking about being feminine, like, I've never really been able to, like, I, I dress feminine, obviously, but, like, show my boot? Like, I just don't feel – I don't know. Yeah. And also because I've – how many times have we texted and I'm like, this dude did this weird thing to me in a bar? Like, oh, yeah. I just, well, that's another thing. It's like, it can be, like, a defense mechanism, too, it, is, mm-hmm. like, of, like, yeah, for sure. Like, oh, I'm just realizing that happened right after I got, like, felt up at a party. And a, okay, that's all making sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so it can also be, like, a defense mechanism and, like, uh, what were we talking about right before that? I don't know, but... Uh, masking traits, like, feminine, or, like, masking your emotions, because yeah. masculine, is that where you were going into? Yeah, I think just, like, um, sorry, I, like, totally lost my train of thought. No, you're good. Mental health. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're good. We're going to take a break. Thank you. All right, we are back from break. Maddie's still sick. Yeah, sorry. I didn't realize, like, it was the first no. 20 minutes, just me, like... <laughs> yeah just jewish schnozes just okay um okay so wanted to talk about uh weed and mental health and then like sexual assaulty kind of i mean that sounds like a fun corny okay sexual like like along the lines of sexual assault like in terms of like what we've been through and stuff like that and then how it affects like your psyche okay so i remember meeting you and like you didn't drink or smoke weed and i was like Ugh, this bitch no i'm just kidding <laughs> no, <laughs> no i legitimately am like oh everyone in chicago probably thinks i'm like this stuck up like i've never tried drugs and yeah drugs. i'm like no i was doing that shit for a minute and yeah my brain got bad and yeah I was like better not but <laughs> no i met you and when i heard you didn't do that i was like well, it's for a reason nobody just doesn't do it like yeah. everyone's done it or whatever so i knew it was kind of for a reason and then also i stopped drinking uh for a year and a half after i um like attempted suicide I think that's when I stopped mm. so I can relate to like and then I remember we were talking and I can relate to everything you say so yeah I want yeah. you to go into like why you stopped and yeah like, I like um like end of like high school like or should I say that I was in high school whatever uh I like I've like experimented with that stuff for sure and like like weed and not drinking so much I mean I've mm-hmm. like drank before but it's like yeah. it's not really my thing right but weed um used to be really really fun for me and then I don't know what happened but my mental health was, I was going through like a rough period, mm-hmm. and um, and even when I thought I was better out of that, I don't know. It was somewhere around like like 19, and I've heard other people say this too that it might have just been like 
who knows if it was mental health, if mm-hmm. it was like other drug related things, like if it was like not that I have like whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But what people say, you know, like as you get older, it's like your brain changes and maybe that just right. doesn't agree with you anymore. Right. But for whatever reason, um, there like came a time where I was like, every time I tried to smoke weed, I got like the worst panic attacks I've ever had in my life. Like I thought I needed to go to a hospital. Like I thought oh, everyone around damn. me was like like out to get like it felt like looking up you know like the family from Coraline where they're like hi sweet every time someone would try to be like no you know like we want to help you it would feel like that like like a monster staring at me like and I felt like surrounded like Mm. it was just the most horrifying feeling um and and it was just we used to be really fun but that experience was so bad that I was like it's not worth it to me to risk feeling that again to like Mm -hmm. ever do it yeah it was also like so I just stopped doing it and now it's been like I don't know two or three years probably that I haven't smoked and it's like I don't miss it at all. That's great. I don't feel like anything's like missing from my life. Right. I'm saving money. You know what I mean? Do, it's like, yeah. it's like, I don't, maybe I could smoke again and it'd be fine, but I just don't really, there's nothing driving me to try it again. So I'm like, yeah, I feel finally, and I don't drink because during that same period, I like, I would, um, I tried to have a drink and it just like, I, it wasn't fun. I didn't like go to a good place. You know what I mean? It was like anxiety and intrusive thoughts just kind of like we're free to roam now. Uh, um, yeah, so dude. I was like, okay, that either. And it's like, I don't know. I don't mind being sober around people who are fucked up. Like, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's I know, yeah. And like, We've yeah. both been sober around, like, super fucked up people. And it's so funny. Yeah, it's like, like the dynamic. Of my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I stopped drinking, like, kind of for the same reason. And then I stopped smoking for, like, the same. Like, I, it was weird because, like, I started out having bang attacks. And I was like... It'll get fun. Power through. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, people like it for a reason. So I kind of yeah. just like kept doing it. And now I'm I'm good. But now I'm able to turn it off and tell myself like it's the weed. Like I've gotten to that yeah. point where I'm like, no, it's fine. Everything's okay. You're high. So this is the way you're reacting. Don't believe it. Just be yeah. fine. But there was a point where I remember I was like crying on like my dorm room floor. And I was like talking to one of my friends and I was like, this is the worst high I'm never smoking again. Like I want it. Like I was self-harming. I think, I don't know if I was self-harming, but I was like telling her, like, I, I think I was like clean for like a year and I was like, I'm going to do it again because I'm like freaking, like I was just freaking out. Yeah. And she's what she's like one of my best friends. So felt super comfortable talking to her about it. But like, it was just, that's like where it drove me to. And it gave me like panic attacks. Yeah. And you're not able to tell whether it's the weed or what, like, there's no, it just clouds your brain and you're like, am I having panic attacks? I'm on weed or like without the weed, would I have had yeah. this? And it's like, no, exactly. it's the weed. And it's like the last thing I want with anxiety is to feel out of control or disoriented because that's already what it does to you. you know? Well, it's already what is anxiety. It is yeah. being afraid of what you're out of control, like what's out of your control. Yeah. And so yeah. And your body where it's like, oh no, I literally am out of control. It's like, yeah. it's not that you're out of control. You know what I mean? You probably just sit on your couch, but like that you, you feel out of control. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And it's scary that like. I don't know, that stuff is so accessible to, like, kids whose brains are developing who are, like, going through anxiety and depression and stuff, like, and don't understand what it is necessarily, and so it seems like an easy way to fix it, and a lot of times, I know it helps some people, but I also think, like, it can make it worse, and there's such a, like, pro, like, weed's barely even a drug, that we don't talk about the fact that, like, it can be dangerous for some people, like, yeah, you're not gonna overdose, or, no, like, yeah. maybe, like, you know, all, all the standard arguments, but that doesn't mean that there aren't some people... That's who, like, right. Doesn't work with their brains, you know. Of like, course, it's like, like any other substance. Yeah, and I—that's—that's that's what bothers me about the argument too. Is like just because it doesn't make you overdose doesn't mean like nothing bad can happen. Like yeah. cigarettes can make you overdose, but they'll kill you. Like it's not, and that's kind of yeah, what like some people can't eat fucking mangoes. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, like you gotta look at everything on a case by case basis. Ex- exactly, and like 
it's interesting because because now I do smoke weed, but I do um, but I don't I, I don't uh like the pushy argument of like oh no you'll it'll, it'll get better it's like no do what you want to do smoke yeah. weed if you want to smoke weed don't do it if you don't want to do it but i do it it did yeah give me panic attacks and make me well the part of the reason why it gives you panic attacks is because it makes you paranoid yeah and the people don't talk about that they're like oh this weed's great but i find for me right now the best balance like when i smoke weed is at night after everything's done in the day mm. and i have like i'm like well i accomplished everything like i have nothing else to do so yeah. i'm gonna do this and it's nice to do it uh yeah like right before i go to bed and also i find a line between getting like buzz i like to get like the drunk alcohol like buzz feeling of being high so it's yeah. like lightly high but when i get too high i get i get like reverse effects where i'll get nauseous like it's Ooh. supposed to help nausea but yeah. i'll like be like i'm gonna barf and yeah. that's like really uncomfortable and i don't like that i don't like getting yeah, too, been, like, high. too high on edible before and yeah it's just and what's scary too is the feeling trapped in it you know what i mean a feeling like oh i'm gonna be in this for a couple hours there's not really anything I do. That's when I have the feeling of like, oh, I need to go to a hospital. I'm like, no, I need someone to change this. I need <laughs> a doctor to be a god in right. my brain right like, now. Like, put me to sleep at least. Yeah. For something. And then, because I, and it sucks when it's out of your control. I remember I had a paper due at like 11.59 and I was at an open mic at like 9. I brought my computer. Somebody was like, do you want to hit a weed? And I was like, sure. Because I was like, I can work on this high if like I'm mildly buzz yeah. and it was a dab pen dude my first time oh my god i thought you hit that shit like a normal like bowl or something and then i had to see him i had to go on stage and it like insane that so was, that wasn't a bad time i kind of i, I kind of had fun with that but yeah but yeah, it makes you it like so it was i was about to throw up like it was like oh. you know when th it's like here it's like it's not out I went up on stage. I did like a minute, and I don't know how. I was like seeing the room spin as I was talking. Like comedy is really muscle memory because like I it was jokes I've already done before, yeah. so I went up. Um, but I I was like I'm way too high, and I got off because like I literally couldn't like I couldn't really see. Like I was seeing stars. It was very scary. Wow. I, okay, I've never had it. That's yeah. It was really weird. Like I was seeing stars, and like it wasn't like I mean, I mean in the moment it felt like I was gonna die, but that's the thing too. I've taken yeah. like an edible before. And then tried to fall asleep, and I closed my eyes. My body's like, this yep. is dying. And I remember having a panic attack and like going out of my dad and be like, I think I'm gonna die. And he was like, what? And I was like, an edible. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, go to sleep. <laughs> my dad is so an cool edible. To his yeah. There have been multiple times where I've come to him and been like, I'm having a panic attack. Like, please don't tell anybody, but I need to tell you. Like, I'm so sorry. I just yeah. Sleep. And then he's like, yeah, you're fine. I smoked when I was in high. Like, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, dude. Yeah, and it's that's really great though, because yeah. I feel like parents, we don't even see them as like they are people just like us who make stupid mistakes but we see them as like kind of like the i see my mom is like like she's always oh, yeah, wearing my, like a crown you know yeah, it's if like my parents tell me something's gonna be fine i'm like thank you you just saved my life you know what i mean like that's yeah like for my oh same yeah. it's like more than when my mom or anything anybody says Whitest they're gonna be ever. fine yeah yeah if mommy and daddy say it'll be fine <laughs> it's gonna be fine <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> what Danny said. I get smoking edible. Mental health is when my parents tell me no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the copay is too expensive. Um, dude. Yeah, and I also like so I wanted to go into like how um sexual assault like affects mental health and your yeah. psyche and kind of like not even like because I've been like not like groping per se but like things like I've told you at a bar where like women have made comments to me and like yeah. a woman like was taking a, like I've told you this but, like was taking a picture of me and my friends and like told me to take my jacket off and then I was like no and then she kept like it was like a yes no like yeah. tug of war thing oh, and then she's like take your jacket off you little slut and I was like fuck you like I was like get like what the I was I don't I 
I think I blacked out at that moment, so I might have yelled. I have no idea what the fuck happened, yeah. but I was like, like I I probably said fuck you because that's like what I would say when I'm drunk. Yeah. But like I don't. <laughs> it sounds like me, but like I don't. But then the next day, it made me upset. I was like, why are women talking to each other like this? Um, people always say like women should be nice to each other, and it just seemed like very. Um, I just it it made me feel weak. Like I was like, why are you? And, and I talked to my yeah, therapist. Feel so small. I know. And I talked to my therapist about this too. Like a lot of times, I I know this could be a total like irrational fear for me, but a lot of times it's I'm short and I am like a smaller person. And sometimes like when I'm with all my tall friends and stuff, they're like, you little slut. And they literally say it to me like, and this girl was like really tall. And sometimes I really feel like it is a height thing where they're just like, oh, you're so small and cute. And I'm like, I'm the same age as you. Wow, yeah. It's a lit- like sometimes it does feel physical where people are just like, I, well, I've gotten, like, belittled by people who are, like, you're so small. And I'm, like, why are you saying it condescendingly? Like, it's, it's I don't yeah. know. So it's just, so like. I'm not as, like, powerful or strong as you. Yeah. yeah. It's, weird, it's weird. So I, that, like, got to me a lot. It's got to be weird, too, if you're, like, an athlete, too, and you're, like, bitch, you have no idea how strong I am. <laughs> could like, literally beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> could snap your, like, chicken leg in half. <laughs> For a leg you have, you fucking <laughs> twat. Sorry. <laughs> I can't handle people sometimes. Like, I just. It's, I would love to see those. Drew, Drew Lauren quotes right next to each other. Why can't women be nice to each other? And, and then and then me, yeah, I'm like, you fucking cunt. Yeah. No, yeah, um. it's... <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's like, I'll be cool to you, but, like, if you say shit like that, like, it were, it's over. Like, I'll yeah. be, like, a nice to you, but it's like, on stage, I'm calling you a cunt. Yeah, like, like, I won't say it to your face, but, like, I will call you a cunt on stage because that is my true... Like, that's our true form. Like, I feel like I am, like... That's, like, when I say stuff on stage, I'm like... This is stuff I would say to my friends I would never say to people's face. But, like, yeah. on stage, I'm like, I have sent cunt on stage. Like, I submitted a clip one time, and I said it, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to get the gig. <laughs> like, I think, I think I'm out. I don't think – I think I said it one too many times. This might see a pattern. But, yeah, I wanted to, you to talk. We have, like, a cut, like maybe, like, four minutes left. Okay, we need yeah. to, like, talk about stuff. I am um, – well, and it's weird, too, because I – so I had something happen to me my sophomore year of high school, and it was weird because it wasn't, like – and it's so weird, too, because we're so much harder on ourselves than we are on our friends. Like, if this happened to my friend, I would be like, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Your boundaries are violated. Like, that was assault. But when it happened to me, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can really call this assault. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to call it that and then take away from people who were actually, like, raped or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this wasn't bad enough. And it's like, okay, but it fucked me up for months. And it was the first, <sighs> like, time I was touched sexually by anybody. Like, Oh, fuck. Yeah, I hadn't had my first kiss or anything. And this okay. was the first time God I was, like, at a damn. party and this guy I'm was so like sorry. grabbing me up. No, it's okay. And I'm like, I really am like okay about this now. I was like 16 and this guy was like, we were like all sleeping. It was like this like party and we were, it was like a sleepover. And so we were like all kind of together. But he would like, was like cuddling me and would like kind of grab me and like pull me on top of him. And I was like being very clear, like turning around, like obviously not into it. And then the next morning, like his hand, we woke up and his hand was like on my leg. And he's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And he took that to mean like, keep going. And he like moved it and like started like like rubbing on my vagina and I was like okay this is like you know what I mean and it's like wow. and then I feel like it fucked me up mentally because I would have these sort of intrusive thoughts about like you know that even though that was not a positive thing like just mechanically it feels good you know so then every time I got turned on I would think about it and then you associate any like good sexually being turned on with oh, this traumatic yeah. thing so then I was like oh my god like the first time I have sex like am I gonna cry because I'm thinking about this you know what I mean and it was like yeah it was also a weird thing too of like I didn't trust myself enough to be angry about it. Like, in the moment, I was like, whatever, like, I'm being overdramatic. Like, that was that was weird, you know? And I told my friend about it, and he was like, 
that's like fucked up. Like, yeah. I'm fucking pissed at that guy. And as soon as he said that, I like broke down crying and I was like, oh, I like, because in that moment you have so little agency. Oh, and here's the fucked up thing too, is I was like, I didn't say no. That's also why I have a lot of guilt about it because I was like, oh, I could have said no. It's not like he pinned me down. But there's social and cues and like, yeah. yeah, and that's when I and I like I I have no hard feelings against this guy. Like I, it's it's a complicated thing, but um, but yeah, it was weird because yes, he should have picked up on the social cues. But it was, that's why I had guilt about it because I was like, oh, like I could have said no. It's not like he pinned me down, but I had this thing of like, like oh, like you should be grateful that someone's paying attention to you. Ugh, you know, yeah. it's like. Looking back, I'm I like, know. it's heartbreaking. Like, little Maddie, like, people are going to love you. Like, you right. deserve, like, actual good affection. Yeah. But, um, <sighs> but that comes with mental health, too. You know, it's, like, low self-esteem and, like, having trouble setting boundaries. And then I think you can also, like, so, I don't know. Uh, but no, but that's, uh, yeah. mental health for a while after yeah. that. And, like, yeah, for sure. That, it affected me, like, a couple things that happened to me. Uh, like the one situation I told you about that like happened a while ago where somebody like unconsensually did something to me like it, it, it wasn't rape like it wasn't as like quote bad as you know some some of the experiences people go through but it did affect my psyche and like sometimes during sex I was like I can't do this yeah because I because I that's what's really sad yeah. to me is when it is when it takes away from positive experiences in the future and mm-hmm. you're like oh not only did you do this fucked up thing to me but I feel like you robbed me of these future things oh yeah and because I yeah it lasts forever and I think there's like ways to like like I like I now am like I think have a really healthy relationship with sex and like am have I've, I've kind of like let go of that and like forgiven that guy and whatever mm-hmm. but yeah it is like it is fucked up how it affects future stuff it like, is I'm sorry that happened it's it's really you sad. do yeah and it's it's hard because. Um, we were just talking about this in text today, how like past experiences like affect your yeah. future like relationships. And that happened to me where like that thing happened. And then I was having sex with my boyfriend and I was like, I just can't do this right now. Like it has nothing to do with you, but it's like, he might think like, he's like, I feel like you're not attracted to me. And I was like, Oh, yeah. like, I wish it, like, I wish it was as simple as that, you yeah. know, like that we, like then we'd be over like not, not because, of, but just like, and I've been it on wouldn't the other be, side of that, too, of, yeah. like, like, oh, I'm taking this personally when it's not about me. It's about, and it, like, a past trauma. But, it, yeah, it, right. it's, 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 it's a hard thing to deal with in a relationship for, like, everybody. Yeah. It was really hard because I think um, one of my biggest issues, too, like, not even just, like, physically, but, like, emotionally, I guess, um, was just, like, being used because, like, I did grow mm-hmm. up, like, kind of wealthy as a kid. And, um, like, we had a pool at my house and everyone, like, people, like, my friends, like, I just knew which friends were actual friends and which friends were, like, coming over because yeah. they wanted to, like, spend time at my house, which, like, whatever, that's, like, such a privileged, like, way of, you know, that's, like, a privileged problem to have. But then it related to this when, like, this happened to me and then I was, like, I feel violated, like, physically and I feel used. So, like, my boyfriend, like, who I'm wow. in love with, I was, like, you're using me. Because I, like, yeah. just had a switch that was just, like, oh, no, everyone just uses me for my body. Yeah, you're, like, overcompensate. And it was, like, yeah, yeah. Totally. so that's, like, kind of how it was. And then I have this whole thing that, like, people use me, and it's just, like, Yeah, I remember that the first was... time after that, like, my first point, like, the first time someone, like, put their, like, hand on my leg to, like, flirt with me, I, like, I tensed up. I was, like, oh, this is what he did. You know what I mean? It was the first right. time I had the physical sensation since then, and I tensed up, and I was, like, I have to stop. And it kind of threw him off because I was, like, oh, no, like, I am really into you and, like, all this stuff, but that just, like kind of brought me back and your body like shuts oh, down and it's yeah. like oh I'm being attacked right now mm-hmm. even when someone and then you're affected you. after it too because then like you have because you have anxiety and then like after the, that like that happened with me and my boyfriend I was like oh like he's not gonna think I'm attracted to him and then like we're gonna get in a fight and then it's gonna come up again yeah. and it was all because of this fucking piece of shit who did this you yeah. know what I'm saying it's like it sucks but it's but I think um and there's <clears> also the fucked up thing too of like 
not to forgive like anything but also it's like yeah a lot of people who are abusers also got abused themselves and it's like yeah this whole cycle like, and not that, that excuses their actions no at all, but, but like, yeah it's like oh like every person who yeah. is involved in this it has a ripple effect exactly yeah. and and the thing is is like like you said like i forgive the person that did it like that did it to me um but i do feel like it has affected my psyche in like a lot of ways in terms of like oh, some people do just see me as, like, a physical object. Mm. Where, like, some people will make comments to me about, like, my breast reduction, and I'm like, you have no entitlement to do that. It's like, it's it's like if somebody says something about my brother, like, go fuck you. I could tell you a speech yeah. shit, but if you say something, like, that's off limits. And then, you know, like, a lot of times people were, like, literally, this was, I was laughing, but, like, a lady um, at a show, a Russian lady literally raised her hand during my show, and she's like, why you cut your tits off? And I was like, what <laughs> And I was like, what? I literally was like, it almost like, I literally couldn't even be funny and respond back. Because I was like, this is a, I, usually I have a response for guys who say that, but like yeah. when a, I was like, what is wrong what with you? And then like, there's times where like, like this one thing happened to me too, where like, um, we can wrap up after this, but there's one thing that happened, time that happened, I was here and this guy was like, oh, you look different. And I was like, oh, I have my glasses on. And then this comic next to him was like, oh, she got her tits cut off. And I was like, yeah, dude, like, like you, like, that's inappropriate. Yeah. Like, you can't say that. There's a weird thing, too, with comedy, I think, because it's, like, so much of, like, you know, you're so vulnerable on stage. And, like, especially, mm-hmm. like, a lot of, like, at least my own jokes, like, I do, like, I, talk, I don't, not necessarily sexualize myself, but, like, I'm talking about, Sex. I'm talking yeah. about shit that if anyone repeated it back to me, I'd be like, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. But it's a weird thing, because it's like, yeah, you're... I'm so different off stage than I am on stage. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm totally different, but I mean, like, but yeah, it is a weird thing that people think that they can, and strangers after shows think that oh. they can talk to you, and I guess it's understand whatever, but like, think that they can talk to you afterwards the way you talk about You're yourself. the cool girl. You're I'm the like, cool no girl. Let me, allowed, yeah. No one's allowed to be as mean to me as I am to myself. Right. Okay, fuck you. That's my job. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, no, and that's how I feel too about, um, <clears throat> like, the jokes I make and stuff like that where, like, people will ask me questions about, like, just like guys will say stuff like, "Did you really get a breast reduction?" And I'm like, "What? Like, what? What's this for? Yeah. Yeah, like, like, why I'm are you like, trying I'll to eat your pussy? Like, what you were talking about? I'm like, don't like, ever what? touch me. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't even. Please don't even make eye contact yeah. with me right now. Like, this is uncomfortable. Yeah, <clears throat> but that that affects me too, because then I'm like, oh, there's like no safe space. Because I'm I'm myself when I'm up there, but now I can't even. Yeah. Yeah. Like be myself because then people will say shit. Um, okay, where can people find you? Um, I am on I think my Instagram and Twitter are both at Maddie yeah. T Wiener, M A D D I E T W I E N E R. Okay. And you got a new clip up on Laugh Factory? New clip up on Laugh Factory yeah. YouTube and the Laugh Factory Chicago Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. All Next right. Time. Subscribe, rate, review. Please listen. Honestly, that's all I need. Um, All right, yeah. Thank you for being on the show. And thanks for watching Doing Time.